Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome to this beautiful Wednesday afternoon in the Central Valley. Hi, Mike Douglas with you. Always privileged to serve as your concierge for conversation. Here on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. As you know, we are committed to being live and local to make sure your voice is heard as we discuss the issues of the day that affect you and me right here in the Central Valley. And our time together, uh, always committed to being rational and reasonable and respectful, uh, holding those conversations about those issues that are on our minds and hearts here in the Central Valley. Well, my friends, uh, a... An election that took place uh, quite a few miles away on the East Coast. Many of the nation's eyes were focused on Virginia last night. Those that weren't focused for a while on the World Series game. Uh, but uh, especially late at night, many eyes focused upon Virginia. Quite an accomplishment there. As uh, Glenn Youngkin defeats former Governor Terry McAuliffe, Uh, to be the governor of Virginia. No mean feat at all, significant in many, many ways. And to help us uh, think through that, talk about what may lie ahead, talk about the significance of it, and maybe uh, some of the milestones involved, is our election specialist, our political analyst, and excellent guest host as well, Josh Whitfield. Welcome to the show today. Great to have you with us. Great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me again. Well, Josh, uh, as I said before, a lot of the nation's eyes were focused on Virginia last night. And in just terms of broad brush strokes from your perspective, what do you feel is the significance of this really monumental result last night? Well, uh, Mike, there's no spinning this. Uh, There's no twisting it. Uh, this was a straight, straight up knockout punch for the Democratic Party last night across the country. And I mean everywhere in Democratic strongholds uh, on the border with Mexico and Texas, all the way to Minneapolis. New Jersey is still undecided at this hour, which is just mind boggling to everybody in this business. Um, and of course, the quick result out of Virginia last night uh, showed a decisive victory uh, for the Republican, Mr. Youngkin, uh, who becomes the first uh, Republican governor or first Republican to win statewide in Virginia since 2009. Very significant result for the Republican Party. And I think it's very clear uh, where suburban voters and independents are now breaking away uh, from the Democratic Party and are going back with the Republican Party. And I think the exit polls last night, Mike, showed us very clearly why they are abandoning the Democratic Party uh, in this uh, day and age of 2021. Josh, my thoughts are, and and I'd be interested in in what yours are in this regards as well, my sense is it's not just about the Republican Party, but I think people are beginning to, to transcend just party politics, and, and what they're dealing with now are truths. Uh, what they're doing is they're seeing things as they really are and responding to them. Uh, what's your sense of that, that people are seeing things for what they really are now, and, and maybe that's bringing in some of those independents and some of the Democrats as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Carl Cameron said it best uh, from Real Clear Politics and his editorial analyzing last night's re- uh, election results. And we used to always say it's, it's about local politics, stupid, right? It's all local, stupid. Well, he said it best. The new, the new terminology in this day and age, Mike, it's the parent, stupid. And uh, <laughs> listen, uh, I think it's very clear the state of Virginia has not been listening to their parents at these school board meetings. The federal government got fairly heavy-handed Uh, with angry parents at school board meetings. Um, Yeah, I think these parents uh, were heard loud and clear in Virginia last night. 
Josh, you've uh, helped navigate many a campaign. I'm just curious, again, from your uh, from your perspective, uh, was Terry McAuliffe's statement <laughs> really disrespecting parents and their importance in the process of determining uh, the education of, of their students? Do you think that was a, a significant milestone in this, or, or do you think that aircraft carrier was starting to, to make a turn anyway? Yeah, I mean, I think we could look uh, at his statements. Every time he took a policy position, he lost more and more ground in the state of Virginia. And I think the listeners need to know how profound this was. Uh, you know, this is a state that President Biden won by double digits. And it's, a, it's about a 15 to 16 point swing, depending on how the votes uh, finish up, back to Republicans in a state that most of us in this business felt was really had, had left the purple column. Uh, since the Obama uh, era, and it really became a solid, very reliable blue state. Um, there has been a significant uh, shift in coalitions uh, back on the East Coast, uh, uh, groups that uh, Democrats, uh, ex-urban and suburban voters that broke away from the Republican Party in the last decade that came uh, running straight back to the Republican Party last night. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line, the overall failure of the McAuliffe campaign is he went with the playbook, blame Trump, Trump is Trump, Trump, Trump. And I think a lot of Virginia voters were very frustrated, uh, especially because uh, Mr. Youngkin kept, kept President Trump at an arm's distance, and it wasn't about President Trump. And I think the stark difference in these two campaigns, Mike, is uh, Terry McAuliffe didn't tell anybody in Virginia why he wanted to be governor again. He didn't present any vision in his campaign about how or where he wants to take Virginia, and and Youngkin did. Youngkin was very Virginia. All he talked about was Virginia. He shied away from national politics as best he could, and I think that resonated with Virginia voters last night in a powerful, powerful way. Josh Whitfield, our guest, uh, our election specialist, political analyst, and also guest host here on the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, Josh, and let's talk about the messaging of uh, Glenn Youngkin again. I, as I'm watching him, there was something uh, refreshing about him, something uh, that was real, that, something that communicated authenticity and really caring about it. He just didn't come off as your typical power-hungry, money-hungry politician. From your experience, again, having advised uh, so many campaigns over the years, what are some of the the main things that you would see in Glenn Youngkin's campaign that really helped things that maybe other Republicans need to learn from? Yeah, first, I think the whole country, Republican, Democrat, a, a huge majority, there's a huge uh, majority there of the country that are sick of incumbents altogether. I think incumbents uh, really took it on the chin last night. Uh, I think we saw that in New Jersey. I do believe the Democrat uh, governor, Mr. Murphy, will end up winning by less than 1% in New Jersey at this hour, but who knows? It's still very close. Uh, but the fact that most polls had uh, Mr. Murphy ahead by 14, 15 points coming into tomorrow, or excuse me, coming into yesterday, Mike, uh, and he's barely holding on with less than 1% tells you uh, what uh, the electorate thinks about the incumbents in office. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that 2022 is going to be a very tough year for incumbents uh, because I think I think we're really starting to see fatigue from the country uh, about uh, all the baloney that is that has been um, you said it best people are coming to to realize what the truths are and I think people are tired of being spun I think they're tired of being fed talking points I think the country understands that there are very real issues in front of it and you're starting to see a, a rebellion of a dare I say a silent majority uh, perhaps not a partisan majority right uh, but a working class silent majority that is pretty much telling folks across the board, we're tired, we're tired of the malarkey. It, uh, we're going to end it with our votes. And I think we saw that come very, very clear last night. Josh Whitfield, as you look at Glenn Youngkin and his messaging, uh, and then you look at 
some of the stalwart Republicans, uh, you know, who are who have been in office uh, quite a while. Uh, it seems to me there's there's a distinction there. There there's a new persona emerging that is is not about the old guard. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's about a, a new commitment to deal with, and I think you put it uh, well, Josh, what's happening on the ground to issues that immediately apply to you and me. And, and I think the school boards are where it's happening right now, Josh. I think people are, are getting fed up. Uh, do you think a, a lot of the entrenched uh, Republican establishment will take a cue from this, uh, or do they need to for uh, for twenty twenty two? Well, uh, listen, uh, knowing the Republican establishment really well, I, I think it's hard to teach an old old dog new tricks. Yeah. Um, I think that's the fight you're seeing right now in the Democratic Party between the new progressive majority and the establishment minority. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, you know, the Progressive Caucus is really driving things in D.C. at the moment. Um, and you see a real division between the moderates and the progressives in their party right now. I think the same it's the same thing in the Republican Party. Uh, the establishment uh, um, is still not on the same page as the uh, kind of the new, you know, maybe the Trump Republicans, um, Republicans that um, came over. Uh, to support Trump, and I think both parties are really trying to balance out right now how to please all of their factions, and I think that's very difficult in dividing times. But, uh, Mike, uh, I just want to say real quick that, you know, Virginia was obviously what everyone was watching. That was the big prize of the night. Uh, But, again, something was really up last night, and it wasn't just in Virginia. Um, Mm. You know, we saw Republicans elect the first – black woman in statewide yes. office in Virginia history, a, a Marine, a Republican. Uh, it's interesting that the mainstream media <laughs> isn't pointing out that fact that history was made. Yeah. Probably something with because she has an R next to her name instead of a D. But that being said, we saw the city of Minneapolis overwhelmingly reject defunding, reforming, and restructuring their police department. That, of course, is where a lot of the BLM's uh, – uh, protests and, and riots uh, grew out of because of the George Floyd situation. And here's here's something that will shock you, Mike. Uh, the one race that I was watching, and the big question I think everyone in this industry has is where are Latino voters at, and why are they con- are they going to continue to move to the right like they did uh, in 2020 overall? State House District 118 in Texas, a a seat that Beto O'Rourke in 18 Democrat for governor won by 20 points. President Joe Biden in 2020 won by 14 points. A Republican, a Republican in that district right along the Mexican border won the seat by one point last night. And it is a seat that is 72% Latino in voter registration. That has to be the most troubling number for Democratic election operatives, uh, Mike, uh, across the country today. That is a significant swing for Latinos in Texas. Yeah, as, as you say, Josh, a, a very significant night. When we come back, uh, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about how this may affect California, especially as we look at the redistricting of certain lines, what it's going to mean for folks like Josh Harder, uh, Devin Nunes, and others. Uh, let's talk about that. And if you have a question for uh, Josh Whitfield, our number here, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. We'll be back with Josh Whitfield on the Mike Douglas Show in about three or four minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 120 Manteca, slow right now. Main Street all the way to 99. Your eastbound 205 ride in Tracy, slow from MacArthur Boulevard all the way to 5. Uh, but once you make the transition to North 5 through Lathrop into French Camp, you are back to the limit. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens is making Medicare easier than ever with the new Find RX coverage tool. 
Compare plans online, over the phone, or in person for free. Find the plan that's right for you, plus low-cost co-pays, by visiting walgreens.com slash medicare. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC, next day on Peacock, and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. Think about it. What's pain keeping you from doing? I bet you it's a long list you wouldn't even want to write down. Get back to action with Modesto Physical Medicine and their new long-term solutions for pain relief. Hey, it's Trevor Carey. I want to tell you about the natural biologic treatments of Modesto Physical Medicine. They get right to the root cause of the pain, whether it's in your knees, your shoulders, your hip, or your back. Restore that damaged tissue. Get the relief that you're needing so badly. Modesto Physical Medicine Solution, they got help. They'll restore that tissue, and what that does, that's going to bring relief. Don't spend one more day in pain. Call Modesto Physical Medicine today. Get started on the road to recovery. Pain-free patients say they regret they didn't start it sooner. Call now to learn more about these regenerative alternatives. It takes place right in the office on the same day, so there's no downtime. 209-838-3434. Don't spend another day in pain. Modesto Physical Medicine makes it possible. Just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call 838-3434. That's 838-3434. Folks, it looks like food shortages are here and going to stick around. Supply chains are breaking down, and inflation is back with a vengeance. It's all part of the shortage economy. What used to be unthinkable is now in the headlines. Are you ready? Do you currently have a stockpile of emergency food at home? If not, go to MyPatriotSupply.com today, and you'll find an emergency food kit that's right for you and your family. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in America, serving millions of families like yours. Pick up a three-month food kit that stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. The meals in the kit provide over 2,000 delicious calories a day. That's important when you need to survive. Order from MyPatriotSupply.com and your food will ship fast in unmarked boxes to protect your privacy. Don't wait for permission or more empty store shelves. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for joining us this Wednesday afternoon on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, uh, so privileged to serve as your concierge for conversation as we take a look at the big topics of the day affecting us locally and uh, those topics affecting us nationally as well. And we're talking about right now the conversation centering on that amazing election result last night in Virginia as Glenn Youngkin defeats uh, former Governor Terry McAuliffe uh, in Virginia to become the next governor. Truly an amazing feat. And we've been talking about details uh, regarding that with Josh Whitfield. He's our election specialist and political analyst and occasional guest host here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our number here, if you have a question for Josh, 209-551-3483, Let's go to Ed uh, from Lodi. Ed, you have a couple of comments about the election last night. Well, yeah, um, I, I was thinking about the, the statement that, uh, you know, will we will the incumbents learn anything from this? And I have a little bit of a um, slightly pessimistic view on that. And here's why. Um, I think the average voter, average Republican person is probably at least mostly conservative, if not socially. They're, they're often somewhat fiscally conservative but what i think has happened is the majority especially in the 20th century the republicans haven't been that conservative in fact um teddy roosevelt started the progressive movement and he eventually moved to the bull moose thing but the fact is um republicans were just part of the 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 game and i think that still occurs i think when you're in washington for a long period of time uh you tend to just be part of this process 
And what I'm afraid is that this is not going to change. And so far, the evidence would, I think, sort of support me. You have Ronald Reagan coming in, and he's kind of an outsider. He's the guy that brings the word conservative kind of to the forefront. It fades a little bit. Then you get Newt Gingrich coming in, uh, you know, and then that sort of comes back, fades again. Maybe a little bit of it with George Bush, but I I don't think it happened a lot. Um, And then you finally get Donald Trump, who doesn't call himself a conservative, but he certainly did things that were conservative as far as the results. And um, when I'm in all each time this has happened, it's sort of been the exception. And I'm hoping that they do learn. I'm hoping that I'm actually wrong in this. But I but I have a feeling that, unfortunately, uh, Republicans, uh, I, I feel like many times they're not very good at politics. But they do a huge amount of talking and sometimes not enough action. And um, yeah, and Ed, let's uh, are we're president. we're bumping the clock just a little bit. I want to make sure we get oh. Josh's reaction to that. Great point, Ed. Thanks for bringing him up. Uh, Josh, what? Uh, how do you react to that? What do you think about the future for Republicans and standing firm on conservative values? Yeah, I, I think Ed said it. Uh, perfectly there. Uh, I don't have too much analysis on it. I think his analysis is is right on. Uh, We see the pendulum swing, of course, back and forth uh, all the time with the electorate. Um, uh, And I think Ed's right on point to be skeptical. And again, this is is why I was saying it could be a bad year. I'm not saying it's going to be permanently bad for incumbents in the future. Things change all the time uh, in American politics and they change quickly. But to Ed's point, um, listen, it was... uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, last night was terrible for incumbents, for sure, and, and the electorate showed their frustration. And I think Ed's point about you get into the D.C. or Sacramento systems, it's very easy to get just become a cog in the machine and uh, go along to get along, and I think that's true of, uh, of both parties. So I, I, I agree with Ed uh, almost everything he said. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate your uh, your call. Uh, good points there. And I, I think that's something that we as the public need to remind uh, those candidates that we're voting for is we here is the standard that we want you to maintain and to not waver. And, and I think uh, for for many uh, that have been in office for a long time. I, I think at least Josh, my message to them and Ed, you may you may agree with this as well is grow a spine and stand for stand for something. Don't don't waver. don't don't be swayed. Uh, as you're in got about a minute left, Josh, as you're looking at 2022, what do you think? Can we count on uh, Republicans in California, our leaders to stand fast and and, uh, and 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 to hold fast as they run for office and attempt to turn this aircraft carrier around? Yeah, I mean, real, real shortly, I, I, I do think California is much more deeply blue than Virginia or even New Jersey with a different set of demographics and issues. Uh, so am I super optimistic that Republicans are going to win statewide in 2022 in California? No. Uh, do I think Republicans can pick up some congressional assembly and Senate seats? Sure, I can uh, get behind that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a Republican in the uh, Livermore area – versus a Republican in the Central Valley, they, they got to campaign differently, don't they? Because their electorates are so different. So I think that's a complicated question, but I do think you're seeing conservative values, consistent conservative values being rewarded uh, by independents and Republican voters across the country generally. Josh Whitfield, our guest, uh, election specialist and our political analyst here on Power Talk. And uh, we'll be back with Josh. Your questions, 209-551-3483, as the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Whether you're at a business or in a home office working all day, your pets need healthy activity. Your pets want activity and love. That's why I want to introduce you to my friends at Canines on the Move. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you can't. From dog walking to pet sitting when you travel, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and get your first walking service on them. That's 209-226. 
888-526-1150. Tell them Mike sent you. Power Talk 1360 KFIV Traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 120 Manteca, slow right now. Main Street all the way to 99. Your eastbound 205 ride in Tracy, slow from MacArthur Boulevard all the way to 5. Uh, but once you make the transition to North 5 through Lathrop into French Camp, you are back to the limit. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the California Highway Patrol. Not made for a cubicle job? A career with the California Highway Patrol means every day is never the same. You'll be helping your community while helping yourself with generous benefits, growth opportunities, and a rewarding starting salary. Go to chpmadeformore.com. Radio advertising can connect your business with holiday shoppers wherever they go. Use iHeart Ad Builder to create an affordable custom radio ad right on your phone. Just click, listen, approve, then hear it on the radio. Create your customized ad today at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Maybe you have a loved one who forgets routine tasks more than usual, like letting the dog out, or struggles with chores like laundry or cooking. Sometimes what may seem like a senior moment consistent with normal aging could be symptoms of MCI, the earliest clinical stage of Alzheimer's. If you or someone you know is experiencing difficulties like these or other memory issues or mood changes, talk to a doctor and consider asking about cognitive screening. You can also learn more about MCI and its most common cause at itstimewenow.com by Biogen and Azi. In the 90s, Bruce Willis couldn't avoid the spotlight until he discovered a tiny mountain town. On the podcast Haleywood, discover what happened when Hollywood glamour collided with the small town values of Haley, Idaho. It's a tale people close to Bruce Willis have never been keen on telling, but it's a story the people of Haley are recounting in detail for the very first time. Listen to Haleywood, that's H-A-I-L-E-Y, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. Are you or a loved one struggling with opioids? Bicycle Health can help. Bicycle Health prescribes Suboxone and Comfort Meds to help ease opioid withdrawals. Bicycle Health is affordable, discreet, and 100% online, so no clinics, doctor's offices, or waiting rooms. Get the help you need right now, plus ongoing support, all from a team of caring professionals. Get unstuck from opioids with Bicycle Health. Learn more at BicycleHealth.com. Hey, I'm Billion Dollar Broker Ryan Serhant, and I'm here to tell you that my very, very popular and successful podcast, Big Money Energy, is returning for season two on October 25th, so subscribe now. Season two features conversations with some of the smartest people in the world, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ben Baller, Rebecca Minkoff, Jenny Fleiss, and more. Listen to Big Money Energy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Sunny skies today, highs in the low 70s, clear overnight, but we might have some rain after midnight with temperatures dropping into the mid-50s as well. Partly cloudy tomorrow and then sunny skies by afternoon. Trevor Carey's show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And once again, thank you for joining us this Wednesday afternoon here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The conversation right now is centering upon the amazing election results last night from uh, Virginia as Glenn Youngkin defeats former. Governor Terry McAuliffe in, uh, in in an amazing, amazing defeat of kind of an old guard, uh, Democratic entrenched uh, person there. And it's it's amazing to me, Josh, how many issues began to surface and be focused upon in this particular campaign. We already talked about uh, the fact that Terry McAuliffe uh, made some disparaging remarks about parents and uh, their authority over what their children's uh, children learn. But there was also uh, there, there were also a couple of other subjects. One of them was critical race theory, and we kept hearing uh, from uh, Terry McAuliffe and others. Uh, ter- critical race theory is not being taught in our schools. Uh, 
do you think that was one of those issues that fired people up when they can see as plain as day what was being taught in the schools? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, listen, I, Terry McAuliffe will forever be labeled as a dishonest candidate. I mean, it's uh, he got caught sending white supremacists, fake white supremacists to a Young King campaign rally uh, that were actually Democratic operatives and very easily proven Democratic operatives. Uh, made a bunch of, you know, make a bunch of accusations that uh, Youngkin was campaigning with President Trump when he was not. Um, and of course, this, this CRT thing, and I think everybody, even liberal media pundits were going like, don't you see what's going on in your school boards? If, if this wasn't an issue, uh, why, why is there this anger? Um, and it's interesting that you bring up uh, critical race theory, um, which is going to be hotly debated. Uh, took CRT proponents took a big loss last night in, in both New Jersey and Virginia. Um, that's that's for sure. Um, you know, but there's this real argument, Mike, on uh, whether is this honest teaching of, of the racial history of our country, which you and I both know is dark and something we shouldn't be proud of. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there's a line being drawn between some of these suburban parents, these working class parents that are saying, listen, I don't have a problem. And this is what we saw in the exit polls. This isn't my opinion. This is what the exit polls are indicating to us. We don't necessarily have a problem with racial history being taught. We have a problem with the step too far, which, which I think the left and the right are guilty of. But I think the left does this far more than the right is not only are we just going to teach the facts and the history, we're also going to teach uh, young white children that they should feel bad for their ancestors' actions and they should feel bad – or being uh, uh, of white complexion. And, and I think there's a lot of folks out there that uh, across all demographics that uh, really scratch their head on that one. And uh, it really did play last night in Virginia, no doubt about that. There was a lot of parents, uh, a lot of Democratic crossover in the exit polls that said uh, that Youngkin was number one on education and so was the Republican Party. And I can't remember a time in my lifetime the Republican Party has won on education. That really is an astounding uh, fact, Josh, and uh, I think you made a great point about we're, we're all about acknowledging history because we learn from it. It's when we twist it <laughs> and when we lie about it and, and when we make it fit our narrative that it becomes problematical. And uh, I, again, I think, Josh, one of the dynamics that happened last night well, leading up to last night in Virginia, is that parents were tired of it. Uh, they, they were tired of, of being disrespected. They were tired of the government taking over their parental role. Uh, they were tired of politicians lying to them and being unresponsive to them. And the local politicians at the basic level at the school board disrespecting them. I think you know a lot of that, uh, a lot of that added up to the results that we saw last night. And uh, I think you're probably right. We're going to see that in uh, the 2022 elections as, as well. Uh, let, let me ask you a question because I'm, I'm approaching this not, not in a pessimistic way, but in a cautious way. Uh, I am thrilled with the result last night, but I'm not overconfident either. Uh, I think we need to learn from it. I think we need to advise the people we vote for of what we want, what we expect of them. Uh, I don't, you know, we, a lot of people have used the word a, a red wave. I'm, I'm not there yet on this being a red wave. I think we need to be very careful. I think we need to build expectations and let our politicians know what our expectations are of them and make that really clear heading into 2022. What's your response to that? Well, listen, I think you're right, Mike. I, I think two industries where uh, post facto overreaction from pundits always happens is sports and politics. <laughs> um, certainly, certainly last night was a red tsunami. It wasn't a wave. It was a tsunami last night. That doesn't mean there's going to be a tsunami in 2022. Mm. Um, I mean, it was a it was a complete knockout for Democrats. There's no way to spin that. That's the way it is. Democrats know that. Um, but it, I think it was uh, situational, right? Um, I think it's not. It, you know, Minneapolis is not a Republican stronghold. Nobody in Minneapolis, no Republican won an election in, 
in Minneapolis uh, last night. But what, what they were saying, and largely the black community in Minneapolis was saying, is like, man, you know, if you hear from these leaders, they were, it was the black community in Minneapolis that rejected defunding the police and all these other things. And, um, you know, not every BLM leader is on the same politics. Not every Latino votes the same way. Not every white person votes the same way. Right. And I think you're seeing a real working class a real working class rebellion. Everyone's been talking about revolution for like six years. I feel like uh, really, we really first saw our first wave of a political revolution, potentially the spark of one last night, which is a pox on your house, whether you're Republican or Democrat, if you don't listen to the will of we, the people. And I think the people are getting tired of both parties over, uh, over delivering, should I say, are, are going too far past the expectations, going too fast, trying to do too much at once. Um, and we really saw that. And we saw the reconciliation bill in these states really underwater, the socialist spending bill. And it's interesting. It's not necessarily that these Democrats in Virginia and New Jersey uh, don't like the bill, the reconciliation bill. They like a lot of parts of it. But it and it's getting, getting a plurality of voters to like all parts of this bill mm-hmm. that's killing it. And so just like we saw with Obamacare in 2008, we're seeing now with the socialist spending bill in 2021, where the Democrats are trying to bite off uh, so much of the pie, they're really struggling to win popular support for their messaging and their agenda. And uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I think in my mind, um, and yesterday, I mean, Full disclosure, I'm a Republican. I think all the listeners know that, but I'm, I'm really being unbiased here when I say if Democrats don't learn the lesson of 2008 here in 2021, uh, 2022 is going to look a lot like 2010, uh, is my guess. We're talking with Josh Whitfield. He's the election specialist, political analyst, and also guest host for us here on Power Talk 1360 here on the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, Josh, and uh, as we as we as we look ahead, I'm I'm noticing that there hasn't been a lot of reaction from the squad uh, over the past 24 hours. You have any idea what's happening with Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez and uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib and, and some of the others that have been very, very, uh, I would say, Marxist in, in their views? Do, do you think maybe they're stepping back and, and thinking maybe we push too hard too fast? Or I don't know, what, what, where do you think they're at today? <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, none of those congresswomen uh, they're not going to back off. They're true believers in what they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, they're, they're not a, a part of the machine, per se, as Ed was talking about. These are game changers in democratic politics. Uh, they are changing their party dramatically. They believe in everything they say. Make no mistake about it. They're true believers. The question is, does the majority of the country agree with them? And I think they're really coming to terms to the fact that the majority of the country right now is not necessarily with them policy or messaging wise um it is interesting that three congresswomen that you mentioned uh, who are normally the most vocal members of the squad didn't say anything but cory bush the the uh another member of the squad uh congresswoman she came out and said uh pretty much uh you know yesterday as everything was going down and we saw senator joe manchin really pour ice water on the uh, reconciliation bill saying he's not there yet and he wants to see the infrastructure bill pass first, uh, she pretty much just played the race card on him. She came out and said he's anti-black, he's anti-Jewish, he's anti-woman, he's anti-LGBTQ, anti-climate change. And so I think that's really the only card that they can play to try to explain this loss is the race card. And I think it's a losing playbook for them now. Uh, McAuliffe tried to do the same thing in Virginia throughout this campaign. Uh, Republicans are racist, Trump's a racist, Trump is bad, all Republicans are loyal to Trump, 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 and look where it got McAuliffe, uh, a race that was his to lose, and he handed himself a defeat using the, the Trump is bad uh, playbook strategy. Um, I, I don't, whether people like President Trump, dislike President Trump, things he says, uh, I think the American electorate realizes he's only one man, uh, certainly a powerhouse in the Republican Party, 
But I think a lot of working class folks realize that the whole government is bigger than one man. And I don't think the voters of Virginia uh, bought the idea that Trump was on the ballot last night and uh, really became a referendum on these socialist policies, CRT, vax mandates. All this stuff are, is underwater in the exit polls and underwater big time with true independent voters who were went with Biden plus 19 in 2020. Looks like they're going to be about plus 21 for Republicans in 2021. That's a significant swing. We're talking with Josh Whitfield, our election specialist and political analyst here on the Mike Douglas Show and also guest host as well for Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be talking uh, more with Josh uh, in just a couple of minutes. If you have a question, if you'd like to weigh in, bounce something off of Josh, invite you to do that. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 3483 as the Mike Douglas Show continues in about four minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. We have a fire. It's in Merced, Highway 59, right at North Santa Fe Drive, under the bridge at that spot. And you're backed up from East Girard Avenue right now. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, slow from MacArthur Drive to 5, while South 99 in Manteca, slow from 120 into Ripon. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens is making Medicare easier than ever with the new five. FindRx coverage tool. Compare plans online, over the phone, or in person for free. Find the plan that's right for you, plus low-cost co-pays, by visiting walgreens.com slash Medicare. Hey, Modesto! The free smog repairs program is now adopting a COVID-19 prevention no-event model. Call my friends at Valley Can for a free emissions test. If it fails, you get a $500 electronic voucher for free car repairs. When you call them, the staff will guide you to a star smog repair shop near you. At the shop, you'll get a free smog check. If the car passes, you, yes, you will get a smog certificate. If it fails, your emissions-related repairs are free up to $500. So call my friends at Valley Can. 1-800-806-2004. That's 1-800-806-2004 for more details. Visit valleycan.org or call 1-800-806-2004. 1-800-806-2004. It's the free smog repairs program now in a COVID-19 prevention no-event model for Modesto and all San Joaquin Valley residents. This program is not for diesel vehicles. For official disclaimers, visit valleycan.org, a program of the Valley Air District. Ah, the pain in your joints. It never lets up. You never get a moment of rest. Work is hard, and you don't even think about playing. That's sad. Let me help you. It's Trevor Carey. Think about it. Does this sound like you or someone you love? Listen closely. There are new natural biologic treatments. What's pain keeping you from doing? Get back to action with Modesto Physical Medicine and their new long-term solutions for pain relief. They're bringing relief to thousands of patients at Modesto Physical Medicine. These regenerative treatments, they focus on the damaged tissue that's causing your pain. That's pretty smart. They restore the tissue and they bring relief. Done right in the office. No surgery or downtime. No more constant pain. No more limiting what you do. This is a free consultation. One call away at Modesto Physical Medicine. They're blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. 209-838-3434. That's 838-3434. Call 838-3434. That's 838-3434. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Local Talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The conversation right now focusing upon 
What happened in Virginia last night? Really, uh, earthquakes Earthquakes we're used to here on the West Coast. Maybe not so much, but that certainly was one on the East Coast. And uh, Josh Whitfield, our election specialist, political analyst, is also referred to it as a as a tsunami. Really, an amazing thing. I, I look at looking back at it, uh, Josh. W- would you have guessed? Oh, nine months ago, that a guy like Glenn Youngkin would defeat a Terry McAuliffe in Virginia? Uh, I, I would. Uh, I was hot on Youngkin early, and I'm going to tell you why, and I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes. Um, but, you know, I, I have ran a campaign with somebody who has no political experience in 2016 who ended up winning, right? Really tough primary, ended up overperforming in the general. And that, of course, is Assemblymember Heath Flora. Uh, I also lost to a guy in 2020 uh, when I was working for Congressman Denham, uh, you know, who is now Congressman Josh Harder. But Josh Harder, no political experience, came in, uh, won a tough primary, and then uh, met expectations, I would say, in 2020. But that was in, excuse me, 2018. And that was enough to... Uh, to knock us off in a really bad political environment for Republicans, which was 18. So yes, I was hot on Youngkin. And this is the point I was trying to make earlier, uh, Mike, is I really think it could be a rough year for incumbents. I wouldn't be surprised to see a higher than average primary uh, victory for uh, for non-incumbents, ousting incumbents within their own party, uh, both right and left. And I also uh, think it's going to be a tougher than normal night for incumbents across the board in, in, in 2022, but especially for the Democratic Party based on where the electorate's mood is right now. So, uh, yes, I, I kind of saw Young King coming. And uh, it's not a surprise to me that a guy with a clear message, with no political background, who said enough is enough, I'm stepping up to run for office to put an end to this nonsense, I think that message resonated very well with voters in 16, 18, and now 2021. Uh, obviously uh, did, Josh. Great point. Josh Whitfield, our guest. Uh, he is our election specialist and political analyst and uh, occasional great guest host as well here on the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, you mentioned Josh Harder. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Josh we, Josh Whitfield, <laughs> There, you know, we find some common ground always. Uh, for example, we'd find some common ground with Josh Harder in terms of uh, the issue of water here and the need to uh, address it. However, other issues uh, regarding the spending bill that's uh, stuck in Washington, D.C. at the moment, we, we would not find a lot of common ground. What do you think are, are the futures of uh, the likes of, of a Josh Harder? Using him as an example, uh, what what would the Josh Harders, both on the left and the right, need to do in 2022 uh, to stay alive politically? Well, Josh Harder now has four years of a political voting record, so he can't run as that I don't have a political history uh, record anymore. So I think that's going to make it tougher for Josh. Uh, We've seen the California 10 or de facto California 10, whatever the district ends up being named when the redistricting process is done. We've seen Josh Hodder's district move all over the place. We've seen it a week ago. It looked like he was drawn dead. This week, uh, the maps look a little better for him, a little closer to where his district is now, and they're still going to move. This redistricting commission is nowhere near finished drawing lines, Um, and it's going to be real interesting. Uh, But I I think in any scenario, uh, Josh Hodder is vulnerable. Um, however, if only that in the last uh, two election cycles, he's voted with Nancy Pelosi 98% of the time uh, and uh, two years ago. And in this last election cycle, he voted with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time. And she still is the most unpopular politician in the country right here in the Central Valley. I think that's going to be a hard record for him to get away from. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Republican Party attack him hard there. But it seems like to me the Republican Party is having a real hard time. Uh, finding a candidate to run in CA-10 and, uh, against Josh Harder. And, and if, if they can't find a quality candidate, then you know it's really academic, right? That being said, uh, if a red wave is coming or a red tsunami is coming, uh, Josh Harder can really run the perfect campaign and go down. Uh, it may not be about Josh Harder. It may very well be about the national mood, just like it was uh, Harder, Denham, and 18. 
uh, you know, the electorate was really upset uh, with the president. The president was underwater here at home, and uh, that, that really drug uh, Jeff Denham down, uh, combined with his, uh, with his health care vote, uh, really upset folks here, too. So um, it'll be interesting. I think it's way too early to predict what's going to happen in CA-10, but I think every elections expert would say that Mr. Harder is, uh, Congressman Harder is probably vulnerable heading into 2022. Josh Whitfield, our guest. We have about a minute left, Josh, as you look in your, your crystal ball. Uh, thinking about uh, Republicans running in California, especially in our area, how strong is the leadership, do you feel, in California right now to uh, provide the candidate that would step up to the plate and carry those issues that the working class really wants addressed these days? Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think it's tough. I mean, there's, there's, there's just two to one voter registration, Democrats against Republicans. I think Republicans have to be realistic. This dream of winning statewide is, is a pretty far-fetched dream right now. Not impossible to be sure, but it's, I think Republicans need to get realistic and focus on districts and races that they can win here in California. And remember that there are more Republicans, despite being outnumbered two to one, more Republicans uh, are registered in California than the next five bordering states combined. There's a lot of Republican population here, and they can have a major effect in races across the country, both phone banking, fundraising, et cetera. Um, and I think the California Republican Party has to get back to a more realistic uh, understanding of how they can play in the game. Well, I think it's also a matter, uh, Josh Whitfield, if, if we look at uh, history, it's a matter of chipping away at it. Uh, you don't, the old saw, you don't eat the whole elephant. That's a bad, that's a bad term to use. I'm not equating the elephant with the Republican Party, but the old saying, <laughs> you, you know, you can't eat the whole elephant in, in, in one bite. You know, you do it a bit by bit, and uh, that, that may well be. Josh, thanks so much for uh, lending us your wisdom today, your commentary. Really appreciate it. Again, Josh Whitfield, our guest. And, uh, Josh, thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate your input. Always love being here, Mike. Love your listeners. Love our hometown area. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us today on the Mike Douglas Show. I'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Trevor Carey up at 4 p.m. today. And uh, we'll be looking at uh, some interesting issues regarding supply chain tomorrow on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.